Hello and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the Collider weekly podcast for all things animation, including reviews and interviews coming to you all the way from the kingdom of Acorn on the planet Mobius. I'll be your co-host, Sean Paul Ellis. And joining me today, he's a freedom fighter living in the knothole. He's my co-host, Dave Trumbord. David, 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 how are you doing, buddy? Doing good, bud. Happy to see a fellow Mobian, I guess, is what they call us. Are we yeah, Mobians. Yeah, sure. I mean, pardon the mess here. You came at a weird time. I was busy cleaning out my knot hole. Yeah, here. Just, yeah, your knot hole is real gross right it's now. It's pretty bad. I had to really just got to like power blast this out. So just mind your step. There's puddles everywhere. But uh, come on in. Come on in. I will say you've, we'll done, you've done a pretty good job landscaping this. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, it doesn't look bad. It kind of looks like, you know, you took a little bit of care, but it's I'd say it's a work in progress. Attention to detail there. I got a little, you know, just a little bit of a strip just leading you right in. Where you need to go, unless you're like one of those weird robot people who are trying to find my knot hole and mess everything up for us, uh, freedom fighters here. But you, you, you seem on this on the up and up. I think you're a straight shooter. Oh well, thank you. After after 264 episodes, I'm finally a straight shooter yeah. on this. So come on I in, really step appreciate. step in the knot hole, step look in around, the hole. make yourself oh my an God. hole. I'm so glad that we mentioned nothing regarding Sega Genesis or nope. Power Rings. No. So people are listening to this with zero context. Just a lot like, of knot hole talk. This show got real weird and real thirsty pretty quickly, right out the gate. I mean, fact. to be fair, okay. that's not really far off from fair. the actual show itself. Yeah, it's not. We're leading right into it. Yeah. This, These are leading questions, Dave. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm a lawyer. I'm just leading the witness in terms of this. Can't wait. To get into more thirsty knothole stuff. Why are we talking about thirsty knotholes and specifically Sonic the Hedgehog? Why would we do this to ourselves again after I don't even know what episode it was talking adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog? Why bring this up now of all times? Because there there is a new Sonic the Hedgehog oh. movie that just came out yesterday, I think. Nice. And so we are going to be capitalizing off of that sweet, sweet SEO regarding Sonic the Hedgehog. What's crazy is we recorded this entire episode and then fans got real mad about it. So we went back uh, and took another couple of years, <laughs> reworked the whole thing, workshopped it, came out with Not Whole Talk, and here is the fresh, clean uh, new version for you guys. It's very, it's very weird because contextually, I got the joke the moment you made it. Yeah. But people should be very clear. We animated Dave and his teeth were all weird and yeah. his eyes were wrong. And so we went back and we rescrapped the whole project based on a couple really upset people on the internet. Only a mainly Twitter. Mostly yeah, only Twitter. a handful. We took a lot of strides to be able to course correct this, you know, after the fact that a majority of a CGI movie had already been completed. Oh yeah. So now we're just like, we should we should redo animated Dave. People you were know, really mad right. that I had quote human teeth. And uh, I didn't know how to take that note, but, um, you know, we ran with it, and here we are. Yeah, being a human yourself, that's got to be a real hard thing It was a real strange to criticism real. to take. <laughs> not what I expected, but the people know what they want, which is not human teeth. Yeah, they were just like more more pre-Uncanny Valley-ish, yeah. where they kind of look like bizarre chiclets right. and are different colors, just like chiclets. Sure. P.S. Just make Dave's teeth chiclets. Just make like, them chiclets. Good, good note. So no more good fully note. rendered human teeth for me. Yep. Despite years Just, of dental and orthodontic work, back to chiclets. Just a bunch of chiclets from Michael Chiclets. Yeah, <laughs> so, Chiclets yeah. Chiclets, the sponsor of um, this episode. Perfect. And thank God, because we wouldn't have been able to rework this otherwise. No, no. It would have been. It's, I, I Honestly, I'm, I'm envisioning what it was was just basically a potato head, and I just stuck a whole bunch of, like, chiclets and to it. Eyes. And then, yeah. And then some googly eyes, like, or maybe even, like, eyes from, like, a Mr. Potato Head. Yeah. You know, stuck into an actual potato, that's which about, feels insulting. That's about insulting. the level of budget that we're working with, so you're not too far off. Oh, man. Quick question for you, Dave. Shoot. Growing up, yeah. were you a Super Nintendo or a Sega Genesis kid? Uh, I had. We've talked about this before. I had the benefit right. of uh, a good friend of mine, my next-door neighbor, who was a mm -hmm. Sega family. Uh, he also had a Nintendo, too, so I guess he just had an everything family. Um, but I was more Nintendo. So my family okay. had regular Nintendo, Super Nintendo, then he had the Sega, and then another friend of mine from school also had the Sega. So I didn't, I didn't need the Sega because I would just go over to their house and play there. But I was never as good at Sonic as those guys were because it was just like it was literally the fastest game you could possibly play uh, in like yeah. 1991. Like you hadn't seen anything like that before. <laughs> like you'd seen Mario. And he's slow as hell. <laughs> like yeah. he was never as fast as Sonic. And like my eyes, Wait, even you mean back a, then, a heavy set Italian plumber, slow as hell. I know, Get crazy. Out. 
But even back then, like, my eyes couldn't keep up with the screen and what was happening. I couldn't react fast enough to, like, avoid spikes or avoid uh, little Mm. robot birds flying around. And, like, I just have nightmares of the rings just flying everywhere across the screen. (laughs) So I liked it. I wanted to be good at it, but I didn't have 24-7 access to it. But what about you? So I was a Super Nintendo. I was a Nintendo household, and I did not have a Sega Genesis, but my cousin did. And then my sister ended up getting a Game Gear. Oh, yeah down the road and she got Sonic the Hedgehog 2 that came out for it because there was a whole separate Sonic line that they had. I think the first one was just like a rebrand and I think Sonic 2 is slightly different, you know, uh, kind of steering away from like the the mainstay series. I don't know. Don't don't quote me on that one. That's just my feeling. Yeah, definitely at me. And so it somebody is just throwing their game gear up against a wall. They've being been like, holding on to it for years too. And Sean this is getting this wrong. Them. <laughs> Good job, uh, Sean. I still have all of those. They're all still upstairs in a in, in a bedroom closet, and I I love them. I cherish them just dearly. Just vacuum sealed, pristine. Right. Yeah. It's a. But I I, I played Sonic every once in a while. Yeah. I was a big fan of it. I, I really enjoyed it. I felt the same way that you feel, Dave. You know, it was one of those like crazy fast games. Had to have some good reaction. Every once in a while, I'd get a little bit confused, but I really enjoyed Sonic games whenever they would change the perspective. So yeah. instead of the side scrolling, it was like you'd be running to try to get a Chaos Emerald, and it'd be from like back behind Sonic's head, and you'd have to navigate. Yeah, like through. a top down, and then do the like exactly. yeah the four cardinal directions kind of thing, like through a maze or. Yes. Hit, hit only like the blue balls in the center or whatever they were. I forget. The red and blue maze kind of thing. Yeah. I think the closest thing to Sonic was maybe Bubsy when that came out on uh, Super Nintendo. <laughs> yeah. Because that was kind of like a rip um, was with the speed. That was the only thing that was like close. And I was still kind of like, all right, I can kind of handle Bubsy. Bubsy? Uh, Bubsy? Bubsy. <laughs> Bubsy was a knockoff of Bubsy, which was a knockoff <laughs> of Sonic. <laughs> uh, the, the, the layers of the onion that we're going to peel back tonight. It's stinky. Yeah. Well... We are going to get a little bit into Sonic the Hedgehog, but first, let's learn a little bit more about Sonic the Hedgehog. We're going to turn this over to a longtime listener and friend of the show, Bobby Anthem, to give us a synopsis of Sonic the Hedgehog. So, Bobby, take it away. In a post-apocalyptic and dystopian future, all life has been challenged by oppression and tyranny as the evil Dr. Robotnik is on the verge of controlling Mobius. In today's episode, the series finale titled The Doomsday Project, Robotnik activates his Doomsday Machine. The freedom fighters from every zone of Mobius team up to destroy it, leading to a climactic showdown with Robotnik. Awesome. Thank you, Bobby. As always, it goes without saying, Put Bobby in Sonic the Hedgehog. I don't understand why he's not a voice actor in this. Make it happen. Where are you at, Hollywood? Please. <laughs> Where are you at? That's my plea. <laughs> I don't know what Bobby... Bobby would be a very different take on Sonic uh, to begin with. I don't know what other characters he would actually like. I think he'd make a good Robotnik, though. Oh, yeah. okay. <clears throat> I'd be scared of that yeah. Robotnik, I think. That would be a frightening Robotnik. A frightening I Robotnik. That. And it's, he's, it's almost right there in the name. We can call him a, a Bobotnik, I guess. Bobotnik? Yeah. Mm. That's pretty dynamite. Okay. Cast it. Make it happen. Coming in 2022. It's very weird to think that the adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, and then there was the Sonic the Hedgehog show yeah, which cartoon. around the same and, time. And these, these both came out in 1993. Yeah. yeah. Right. And and to make the differentiation for, for listeners, the adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, weekdays. Sonic the Hedgehog, weekends. And also, adventures so, of Sonic the Hedgehog, week sauce. Absolutely hated that cartoon. I don't know oh, if we I did actually, that or not. Did you like uh, that? I don't think we did. No, I loved it. I watched it as a kid. Mm. I've got many nostalgic memories about that. I also watched the heck out of this, too. So yeah. I, there was a part of my brain that was like, oh, man, I can watch Sonic six days a week. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, you really I'm could. I'm down. Yeah, and that yeah. was the thing, because like this one that we're going to talk about today, only 26 total episodes, so two seasons, 13 episodes apiece, which you can tell just by the order number uh, of episodes which ones were actually Saturday morning cartoons, like this Sonic, and which ones were syndicated for weekday afternoons, which was Adventures of Sonic, because they had 65 episodes, and one right. Christmas special, which was intended to like launch for a, a tie-in game that never actually happened. So it was just a, a random Sonic Christmas special that you got. <laughs> but yeah, for me, um, without getting into review territory or spoiler territory, this was the series that I really liked. Uh, the other one was way too cartoonish and too... Slapsticky and Looney Tunesy for me. I really like the kind of darker tone and, and actual like serialized storytelling of this one a lot better. Yeah. And weirdly enough, both of these shows 
had oddly horny moments yeah. that we're going to get a chance to at least talk about Sonic the Hedgehog's horny moments. <laughs> Pretty sure we've already talked about the adventures Most of likely. Sonic the Hedgehog's horny moments previous episode. Go back and find that one out and listen. Yeah, and, exactly. And, and listen for Breezy. And once you get there, you'll be in the yeah. right area. We we definitely talked about Breezy on that episode too. So <laughs> if you're to. just like, I'm here for it, Team Breezy, <laughs> go for it. So we're going to get into Sonic the Hedgehog for today's show. We're going to talk about the good, the bad, and not the ugly, because this isn't a spaghetti western. We're going to talk about the LOL. A lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of people go into making these cartoons. This isn't something that you can just do overnight. So we're going to talk about the things that we felt were really good about the show, the things that didn't work so much for us, and then we're going to talk about what made us laugh, whether it's intentional or unintentional. So here we go. Dave, getting into Sonic the Hedgehog. Wow. High level. <laughs> what was I, I know that you and I have yeah. the same thing that we both love about this cartoon, this theme song. This theme song yeah. is great. Give me your point of view on it. I mean, same. Uh, so I recently watched all five Sonic series. There are five animated versions of Sonic the Hedgehog. I watched also, all five listeners, of them. Listeners, don't do that. Don't ever do that. Don't do Dave it. Dave is a trained professional. Don't do he it. Is, yeah, you really he has, need. He hurt himself doing it. Don't do this yourself at all. You home, need support. Unless you're a trained professional. You need insurance. I need a team of people who are going to help you through it. Um which I didn't technically have. But so you can watch all five Sonic series if you choose, or you can just go to Collider and check out my ranking of all five to see which ones are actually worth your time. This this theme song is arguably the best of the bunch. There's one other one, possibly for Sonic X, which has kind of like the theme song has entered the zeitgeist more than I think the rest of the show has uh, for a number of reasons. But those two theme songs really duke it out for the best of the Sonic series. But for me, this one just edged it out. I, I don't know why, because I could still remember it, you know, 27 years later. And I right. didn't have a problem watching, uh, listening to the theme song or watching the intro multiple, multiple times while watching uh, this series as well. And, and that goes for Sonic X, too. I didn't mind it. But, uh, yeah, it's just a really solid theme song. What about, so we normally kind of tear the, the intro and the theme songs apart in a number of different ways to say, like, you know, what kind of animation was there? Did the animation of the theme song match the final animation of the show that we were about to watch? Does it have a roll call? Does it tell you what to expect? So how does this kind of rank on those metrics for you? Yeah, it, it's very hard because, you know, I've I've criticized theme songs for all of the, the points that you just brought up, Dave. And then every once in a while, there can be an exception to the rule, yeah. as always. Man, does this one sometimes fall into that exception <laughs> to the rule? The the lyrics are good. Yeah. The singing is good. Yeah. The the actual like music that they have that's kind of behind the the singing to to kind of decouple them. Awesome. Uh, it's very fun. At the same time, you're not really getting much of a roll call. No. In terms of what's happening, <laughs> you, and this is you're a really gonna know episode. the one character that they're gonna yeah. keep screaming about. But other than that, Tit- titular characters, yeah. pretty much all you're gonna get. That's that, that's that's pretty much the the gist of it. That's all you really need to know, too. But they it's really not. describe what he can and can't do. So right. Well, I mean, he's too fast for the naked eye. That's Dave, true. So he's I a blue streak. You know. Yeah, <laughs> you shouldn't even be able to see you him shouldn't at this even. point. Yeah. If you can, something is magic about your eyes. Yeah. But you, you're you getting recycled animation. You're getting very limited dedicated animation, except for, I think, just like the, the title bump. I think so, You get yeah. towards the end of it. But everything else seems like it's something that's recycled from an episode. So this is one of those rare instances where the music and the song can be so powerful in terms of identifying and having fun with a theme song, with an intro piece of music this fits that bill where it's entertaining, yep. it's engaging, it's super fun. It's it's as Dave mentioned, it's extremely memorable. I can remember a majority of the lyrics now. We were singing them to each other before we were getting ready to record. Every time I think about it, it puts a smile on my face. Yeah. It, it's that it's that good. It that that's why it wins out. That's why it has edged out all the other Sonic series. It's just it's a theme song that's really good at edging. Yikes. The only thing that's better uh, for Sonic <laughs> X, though, is like the pace of it actually matches the pace of what Sonic's supposed to be. So watching this in mm-hmm. retrospect, this 93 series, it's a little slow at times. Uh, the theme song itself, relatively slow to, to, you know, gotta go fast from Sonic X. And then the pacing of the story itself, which we'll get into, is a little slow, relatively speaking. But right. it really wasn't at the time. It, it, it was It was fine at the time. Um, but yeah, right. the theme song stuck with me and I liked the fact that even though it was a clip show animation, that it was the same animation from the intro throughout the rest of the series. And honestly, that's one of my other strong points in this series. I, I really like the style of the animation. It does feel like it's straight out of the nineties, but at sometimes it feels like it's still quality today. 
And a lot of that I think is due to the like the, the hand painted, highly detailed, fairly realistic backgrounds that are seen in a lot of these uh, these scenes throughout. There's a lot of scenes of like the natural setting uh, in the knot hole where the freedom fighters, you know, kind of make their headquarters and where they spend a lot of their time. But then that's contrasted really well with kind of this like metallic and sharp edged and riveted and kind of sometimes rusted out like roboticized background of a lot of uh, ro- Robotnik's headquarters and just various places around the city. I'm still not super clear on the actual like mythology of the series. Um, essentially like Robotnik was hired to help uh, the kingdom of Acorn, you know, repel a, a hidden enemy. And then he kind of took over everything and just like changed any organic life into a robotic form. So he can roboticize characters. He can roboticize people and plants and things and settings. So that contrast was was really well done. And then you had these kind of somewhat cartoonish characters who were, I think they were well-designed personally. And yeah. they uh, they acted in front of that kind of realistic background. And it still holds up. I really like that animation style. No, I, I agree with you. And I think, you know, we have been kind of joking about the adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. I felt the adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog felt very slapsticky. It definitely was. In terms of the the humor and the content, a lot of it was Sonic kind of uh, abusing these these two or three, depending on what part of the series they were in, robots, grounder, uh, scratch, and coconuts. Yeah. And, and, you know, it was kind of like almost Warner Brothers style or like Tom and Jerry style, you know, uh, like humor where he's like kicking them off clips and stuff like that, or they're falling on top of each other, or they're breaking apart. Uh, it felt very Roadrunner-y yeah. in Tom and Jerry if they were mixed together. And I was thinking even for, like for me. even like Tasmanian Devil in the 90s, which I love that series, but that kind of, the, the cartoony characters up front, but then a very sparse background. You know, maybe a couple of lines uh, just oh, to yeah. distinguish like the horizon and maybe a couple of clouds and like three colors in the palette and that's it. Like very right. just basic backgrounds versus this yeah. series, which was much more detailed. And, and And I just felt like this style, I felt like this interpretation of Sonic in a cartoon was more along the lines of what I think is like a classic Sonic design. Yeah. So as we've been kind of joking about people going back and, and you know, uh, changing the movie CG to be something that they felt was more closer to their impression of Sonic, like when it landed and when it was finally released, like the changes that they had made, I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, this, this is more spot on with like what my feeling of Sonic is, which is linked back to Sonic the Hedgehog, the cartoon. Same. So for me, I'm like, this is this is the right one. And it's funny, like. in watching those five series, when I got to Sonic Boom, which was the most recent one of about five, six years ago now, uh, and the only CG Sonic, as soon as I saw that Sonic, I was like, oh, that's where they pulled the original version from. Because he's got the full blue arms, he's a lot taller and skinnier, human teeth for whatever reason. That, <laughs> that character looks okay, but when it's like uh, done in the full-scale like movie version, and it, the proportions are just way off. You can't have a semi-cartoon, half-humanoid thing interacting with other humans on the big screen. Um, it's either got to be like all cartoon characters, like in, in Sonic Boom, or it's got to be the classic Sonic that we know, uh, which is what they've thankfully like <laughs> reverted to. And like Sean said, it's it's this Sonic. This is the one that we, we know and love. Right. At least they didn't try to do like a Shadow the Hedgehog thing where yeah. they just gave him a gun and they were like, don't worry about it. He's a hedgehog with a gun now. He's a hedgehog that'll, with a gun. That'll go over well. <laughs> FYI, it did not. No, for <laughs> another time. What's right. interesting, though, is like we're joking, but this plot isn't far from that. These, these characters, you know, in Adventures, they're very slapsticky. It's just episodic about like how much fun they can have and how much damage they can kind of do <laughs> to these, these fall apart robot characters. But in this one, Sonic and his pals are essentially like they're part terrorist, they're part guerrilla fighter, they're part like freedom fighter folk hero. Because yeah. they're actively resisting Robotnik's regime, which sailed over my head as a kid. Weirdly pertinent today in 2020. Uh, not a plot that you expect to see. But they still have, it's still light and fun and they do have like, you know, there's plenty of action and, and fun and comedy to be had with it. But it's interesting that the entirety of their plot is them as like the underdog fighting back against this like oppressive robot regime. thought that was pretty right. interesting. Do you think that at the Sonic pitch meeting that they sat there and like the Sega executives were like, but what if, like, we hear what you're saying. He's obviously the fastest thing alive. He's too fast for the naked eye. We, you know, we we get all of these things. We love it. But what if he was a guerrilla fighter slash terrorist? 
It's so I weird know. Yeah, that it, both of these came out at the same time, though. So I feel like they just went to both extremes and there was n- <laughs> there's no middle ground at all. It was either like domestic terrorist freedom fighter over here or just slapsticky Looney Tunes knock here. And that's it. That's the only two you got. I, I actually think in some of the game itself, there are some elements or at least my brain is kind of extending to think this way. In playing any of the Sonic the Hedgehog games, even like the first on Genesis, you get to the very end of like the the four levels, you know, and then you would fight a boss. Right. You'd fight a version of Dr. Robotnik. You beat him and then there you'd run a little bit further to the right and then there'd be like a capsule yep. and you'd step on the button on the top and it would explode and a bunch of like animals yeah. and, and, you know, would all pop out and they'd be free. All the other woodland so there's, creatures. There's a part of it that for me, I kind of remember playing the video game and watching this cartoon at the same time and thinking like, oh, this is interesting because all of those animals that you've saved at the end of those boss fights, they're just growing up to then be freedom fighters, you know, and and hopefully combat Dr. Robotnik. I was like, it's kind of weird that like you're putting the onus on this one person to just be like, <laughs> he's he's not only is he the name, but he's also the army of one that you have that's fighting against everything. Well, but that's what I, another thing that I like about this cartoon is he's not. I mean, it, it's his title. And he shoulders all of the, you know, responsibility and action. But it's not all just focused on him. It mostly is. But he's got this team of freedom fighters around him. Yeah? Are you okay? Yeah, but I, I, I'll, I'm going to agree to disagree with you. Because there's definitely some moments in the episode that we watched. Which we should mention. We watched the highest rated episode on IMDb. Yeah. It happened to be the finale. Right, series finale. <laughs> which, the series finale. Not like, not like an end of season finale. We watched the very last episode of the series. That's it. Uh, I, I do remember watching a lot of them. I, I know, watched that whole first season again, too. So I've got a little more oh context God. recently. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's just I, I don't know. I guess keeping it in mind, like there were moments in this episode where Sonic was like, yeah, I could like work with my pals. But instead, I'm just going to do it on myself. You're 100% like, correct. Don't stop. You're don't 100% correct. Uh, I just like that he does have a team around him, even if the writing doesn't use them nearly as much as they like to focus on Sonic because he's a franchise (laughs) character. Like at the end of the day, most people, and I say most people before I piss off some fans out there, aren't going to care as much about Sally Acorn, Bunny Rabot, Rotor, Antoine of all things. Like most people aren't going to like, like want a fully focused series. Now maybe Sally, uh, but for the most part, people just want to see Sonic, but I like that he has a team and he's not just, it's not just him and tails going on adventures. There's like, a bunch of different characters, and they all have their part to play. Like, Rotor in this episode makes, uh, like, acid bombs, of all things. <laughs> and and it just, like, they, like, dissolve metal immediately, which is pretty important when you're fighting robots. And Sonic is like, these are great. And he's like, how many can you make? He's like, I can make exactly 25, <laughs> which I don't know why that cracked me up. But it's just... Yeah. But everybody has a part to play, and they have something to bring. Even though I expected Antoine, who never really does anything... I expected him to be a turncoat. I expected him to be a betrayer oh. this entire series, and I guess he never was. Wow. No. Yeah. I don't think he did. No, I don't think he did. And it's interesting because when you, you talk about, you know, everybody having a part to play or having a thing that they could bring, you know, I'm just glad that Sally Acorn was there to just bring the phone sex operator voice the entire time. Just real good husky voice I don't know why through and through I loved it's, it I, I in mean, ways that I shouldn't yeah, I have either it. as a 36 year old or a 10 year old but I mean <laughs> it's a choice Kath Susie I love the choice that you made I don't understand it but I love it yeah I mean the the voice cast that we have here and the characters that they're portraying yeah. they're all as David mentioned they're all pretty unique they're all pretty fun I think I've got and I'll, I'll get to the question in a moment but any particular people from the cast the, the voice actors that you were just like, holy crap, this person is fantastic. Because we've got, we've got a couple. Well, what's funny is any of these names now, looking back, I mean, these people have been doing this for decades. So yeah. all the names are recognizable. Like I could I could pull Rob Paulson. I could pull Charlie Adler. Uh, even even Cree Summer. I don't have her name here, but she's, she's in there as well. She did The Dragon. Right. I mean, everybody in this Jim Cummings, like everybody in this list is like cartoon voice actor royalty at this point. Frank Welker. Yeah. I mean, even Jaleel White, who honestly, to me, kind of the signature voice of Sonic for like three of those series. But just the writing that they give him sometimes made me kind of not hate the character, but just be like, like everything else is working so well. But why do you keep hammering these lines home? And I'll I'll save that for the bad. But uh, (laughs) 
Okay. I thought the voice acting was great across the board. Sometimes more cartoony than it needed to be. Sometimes a little more serious. I don't know what Kath Susie is doing, but uh, what about you? Well, I, I wanted to, I mean, Jaleel White, you know, I think it's one of those things that like once you hear it and once you realize that he yeah. is the voice of Sonic, you know, Steve Urkel. Right. Or Stefan Urkel. Yeah. Or the Urkelbots. You know, there's a lot of different things you can throw in there. Once you realize that it is him, there's no way of not hearing did I do that? Like as he is talking, yeah, which it's the same to his credit, to his credit, totally fine. I'm okay with that. Yeah. It just, it blew my mind because I did not realize that Jaleel White, because I was, I was a religious TGIF fan in the nineties, you know, watching all of those shows. Uh, I loved those family sitcoms and, and family matters was no different. I thought family matters was, it was great. It was fantastic. And these yeah, were at the same time. Awesome. Like these were overlapping too. Right. So it was like great time for Jaleel White, man. But Damn, I would have never guessed when I was no. a kid that Jaleel White was also doing the voice of Sonic. I would, I would not have been able to make that that leap. My my little thirteen year old brain would have exploded at that point. <laughs> I just don't think I could have done it. I wanted to ask the question. Shoot. This voice cast is great. We've got a lot of people that we've talked about from other cartoons. Any specific character that you were just like this character is the best? Probably Sally, just because I mean, Kath went for like. She went for that that smoky, sexy voice for some reason in a kid's cartoon, and it works, but it's also like it gives me confused feelings, and uh, <laughs> and I'm not alone. Like everyone else out there is just like, oh, yeah, I know exactly what he's talking about. And it's like so, so that stood out because everybody else is like kind of manic and cartoonish and like overdramatic or just like a little extra, and she just stays, you know, she stays right where she is and she just keeps Sally's voice as it is, as she has chosen it to be. And she's consistent throughout. I just yeah. <laughs> I don't understand the decision making that went into it, but I love it. Yeah, no. Uh, I'll say it's another Kath Susie character because not only does she play Sally Acorn, but she also does the voice of her like pocket computer. Head of the Nicole. curve, yeah. Yeah, Nicole is probably the best character in this show. Yeah. And when we get into a little bit of the bad and some of the LOL, I'll probably explain a little <laughs> bit more of it. But just know that... Nicole is really the only reason that they were able to get through this nightmare scenario <laughs> of Dr. Robotnik trying to completely destroy with his Doombots the entire world. She's the only reason. And I'll, I'll, I reason. can talk a little bit. Yeah, the only reason. But I think this is a good time that we can kind of pivot into some of the bad, some of the things that didn't quite work yep. for the show. Uh, anything that you want to hit us with up top, Dave? Uh, for the most part, like we talked earlier, probably offline, that like the only things that are really consistent among the five Sonic series are the planet Mobius, Sonic, right. obviously, and mm -hmm. then Tails, who's normally like his sidekick, sometimes more involved than other times. But in this series, he's not really there. He's even he's like less than a sidekick. He's like a little kid back at camp that they kind of, you know, occasionally check in on, make sure he's still alive. But like other than that. He's not even there to be sort of like uh, bait for a rescue or anything. Every once in a while he gets into trouble, but he's really not there that much. And as somebody who always liked Tails, you know, I kind of miss that, especially because he yeah. was over in Adventures all the time. So I was kind of bummed that, you know, Tails isn't really around. But Sonic's hanging out with Sally, so Tails <laughs> Tails gets shoved to the side. <laughs> Stay in your room, kid. Go play oh, in the no. creek. Put a Sonic sock on top yeah, of the doorknob. Like, don't, don't come home. Just, just put a Sonic sock on the knot hole, and that's how you know. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that a lot of my complaints are obviously isolated to this particular episode, sure. to, to this finale. But I, I will say that I took some challenges with the plot in this because, you know, there is a 23 minute cartoon. Right. And they, they talk about the idea that they want to get rid of these doom bots, that they want to combat Dr. Robotnik for all of this. Well, you know, and this they, is like this is like his big plan. This is like the end yeah, of this all is a big plan. plans. Like, so it's like everything's on the table now. And they are prepping and yep. they're just like, you know, our, our intel tells us that the, the attack isn't even for like a week out. So we got a little bit of time to prep and then it happens early. Right. And so like plan A is a dud before it even starts. Then they go back and they, they fall into plan B, which ultimately fails because as we've mentioned previously, Sonic was like, no, man, I'm going to do this all myself. Well, I'm going to stop you right there. So technically, yeah, at the end of the day, that's what he ends up saying. But they had uh, freedom fighters from elsewhere on Mobius pop up. 
I don't know if this is like the first time we've seen them because Sally's like introducing for some them. Of those like, characters, oh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. For some of them, you're like, well, it's the first time. So, okay, cool. Come on in, polar bear from random place. I already forget your name. Greg, I don't know. Like, they come in, and we still don't 100% know what the plan is, but there's, like, a four- or five-pronged attack where they all just, like, split up into their various freedom fighter groups, assault the the city, drop teddy bear decoy parachutes for some reason? Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know what or why, but then all of the other teams immediately get apprehended and don't even f- fight back, which was the funniest part. There, there's just bots that like circle them up and they're like, put your hands on your head and, and stand still. And they're just like, okay. I'm like, guys, this is like, this is the, the fight here. Like, this is it. And they all get apprehended. So at that point, <laughs> when they don't respond, Sonic is like, forget it. I'll do it myself. It's, it's crazy to think that in these moments where all of these things like go poorly, yeah. plan, I guess, see at this sure. point wasn't, we should save the people who just <laughs> immediately got captured because of our our teddy bear barrage that we threw at a base. I wouldn't have wasted resources on saving them. They got captured immediately. So they clearly weren't worth much to begin with. So I don't know why. Yeah. Well, Dave, don't worry. They, they didn't waste any resources on it either (laughs) because they immediately were just like, well, we got to come up with a new plan. Now the new plan is to have Nicole become a lock pick and like try to figure out how to open up a lock. And to send Sally out. Yeah. So not keep Sally around, but to give Nicole to Sonic, which I want to get to in my LOLs, but yeah. Yeah, A little weird. weird. Yeah. Yeah, a little weird. So they they go through all of this, this like process of being able to do all this stuff, you know. So Sonic goes in, steals uh, this power stone that they have, and... And, and I, I just want to be very clear on this because I know that this is a gripe that I've had a trillion times before, but just hear me out on this. This is the finale. Yep. This isn't like a season finale. This is a series finale. And we're 15 plus minutes into this 23 minute episode. And they're like, hey, gang, you know what? New plan. Nicole is now going to become a lockpick so we can steal a thing and break. It's like, oh, my God. It, it's It's a little bit maddening because, you know, at that point what my final complaint about this is going to be is that the entire final portion of this episode is just rushed. Like, and, and the montage that they have at the end is just so dizzying <laughs> and bad. so bad. And there's just multiple points where you can see them reusing the same clip of animation. And yeah. they're like, yeah, but just like speed it up to like three times speed. Cause you know, Sonic is fast. And they're just like, and just like iterate and just put the same thing of like people running around a thing and then Robotnik spinning in a chair and then everything going on. And you're like, and that's all we freaking need. And you're like, no, it's for a series finale. Yeah. Which <sighs> I don't know if they knew that at that point or not, because the way they, they end this thing, which is another one of my gripes, it's kind of cliffhangery. Yeah, they, seems like there should be a third season. <laughs> right. uh, but I will say, like, even with that plan, the, the main focus is supposed to be on Sonic and Sally. Because what they end up doing is they steal the Power Stones, they kind of like unite them, and then together just go on this like crazy, super fast whirlwind sprint. It's never really explained what these Power Stones do. They just kind of like wreak havoc and just kind of destroy everything, or I don't know what they do. But that's, you're lost in that montage of just like super fast cuts and like weird auras following (laughs) Sally and Sonic everywhere as they run and just, yeah, Robotnik spinning around and then rocketing off into the sky to try to escape and just it's bonkers but i was okay with it because it, it, it's more about sonic and sally for me right and at, at that moment too you realize you know this doesn't none of this really matters no. in any way shape or form like no. you're just you're going on a journey and and the journey is now concluding with the idea of of them putting these two stones together in an opposite direction uh. and in this moment now sally suddenly has sonic speed yeah. and she's She's and flight. In, in, yeah. And she's uh she's indulging in the same way that Sonic has been indulging off of these power rings. And I, I think, Dave, you had some you had some thoughts on on that, didn't you? Uh as far as like their their uh, just uh Sonic Sonic doing a Sonic doing a little bit of juice. Oh, Sonic doing the juice. He juices way too much. I don't know what I don't know which executive or writer like heard the term juicing and was like hundred percent gotta put that in a kid's cartoon. <laughs> Like, I don't I don't know why that's there, but throughout the entirety of this series, anytime Sonic needs to, like, go slightly incrementally faster or needs to grab a power ring, which apparently only pop up every 12 hours and sometimes they rise up out of a lake. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know why this Arthurian legend is there for some reason. Uh, <laughs> but he always says something to the effect of, like, going to need a little more juice or I'm going to have to juice it on this one. Like, I, could you pick? 
I don't know, literally anything else. It's just a weird pseudo drug related <laughs> like yeah. euphemism, and I don't know why they use it, and it makes me cringe a little bit every time. But they use it a lot because I'm pretty. I feel like the the like the opposite would be just like you watch Sonic go to like a Whole Foods, get a bunch of you know a vegetable, yeah, and sure. Comes home and he, He's got a slow juicer, and it's just him, like methodically, just like just making green some carrots, drink. Yeah, putting some putting some broccoli. Yeah, definitely kale. Some celery. You need the kale. And then coconut it, water, and probably. Like, he's like, man, I'm gonna juice right now, and you're like, oh, why did we wait? We watched 22 minutes of him shopping and making this juice, and this episode is over, and you're like, yeah, that's all you get. That that's would be that would be the new version, like organic Sonic these days. Yeah, <laughs> artisanally sourced juice. Sonico, <laughs> just, just making, it, just making green drink. It's a hundred percent what I don't want to watch no. as a cartoon. Yeah, that would be pretty. I bad. need less wheatgrass in my Sonic Juice cartoons. But yeah, it was you just just little, one weird thing that just stuck out was juicing. Yeah, you talked a little bit about cliffhangers. Yeah. you want to go into this one? Yeah, this cliffhanger is interesting because you know we we've talked a little bit about you know the the idea and sort of the history behind this about you know the the Kingdom of Acorn, uh, the king. Uh, going through a, a coup d'etat and you know getting overthrown, which that was Sally's uh, father originally. So that's yeah, why she's kind Sally. of like in this freedom. What I liked about Sally, and not to cut you off, but what I liked about Sally is every time somebody calls her a princess, she's like, it doesn't matter out here because she's just like full on, just like dedicated to the cause, and she's like out here in like the the wild, basically like where things are out to kill you. She's like, princess doesn't matter. Right. I like that. But we we get this. We get this moment where, like, these people who betrayed, which is Doctor Robotnik, who's yep. originally named Julian, yeah. and uh, and uh, and and Snively, his nephew, so <laughs> yeah, his nephew, and so we get Snively, uh, you know, who Doctor Robotnik kind of snubs in terms of the getaway, and is like, you know, in my escape pod, there's only room for one, and so Snively goes, and and he actually has his own backup plan. So if Robotnik's going like out into like space, or he's like blasting <laughs> off away from his his fort, right. uh, Snively's like, he's going underground. That's right. He's going straight up Ben Folds 5 underground style. He is getting there. And then at the very end, he kind of reemerges. Yeah. I, I don't know. There this, was a like, moment where I was like, sea of destruction. Oh. Like everything around him is destroyed and Snively pops yeah. back up from like his, his panic room. <laughs> yeah, right. And, and in that moment, like, you know, he's just like, you know, now it's my turn and I'm not alone. And he got and a wardrobe shows, change like, too. He did. He, he has had a like, pretty cool wardrobe yeah, change. he's got like capes and he looks like uh, M. Bison, just like very small. <laughs> looks like Pocket a very small M. Bison. Bison. Yeah, I don't know why. Pocket Bison. Yeah. So he gets this uh, He gets this little M. Bison and then, you know, he comes up and, you know, in those moments where he's like, and I'm not alone, there's a pair of glowing red eyes yeah. that are back behind him. And I thought to myself, are they... Are they really bringing in Shadow the Hedgehog? Is this is what is this what's happening? Is it Shadow, and does he or does he not have a gun right now? I think it was confirmed later on what exactly that was, and then it escapes my knowledge for the moment. I think they confirmed it. what it was, but I think it also tied into what the Kingdom of Acorn was originally fighting. So they were fighting yeah. some kind of like unseen enemy. That's why they pulled uh, Julian in to begin with to help them. But then, yeah, the coup d'etat that he kind of staged uh, screwed all that up. But then I think they bring that original enemy back. That was the plan for season three, but then hmm. that never happened. Man, uh, what a bummer that we'll never get that. I do love that Snively had a few uh, chances to kind of like stick it to Robotnik, though, because for all 26 episodes, he's been like, you know, second fiddle. He's been spat on and like kicked around. And finally, there's a couple moments in this finale where like Robotnik does something. He's like, let the hedgehog and his friends in. We mustn't make it too easy for them. And Snively like looks like basically looks at the camera and he's like, your stupidity is going to screw this whole thing up, you, like, festering boil or whatever they call him. And yep. the robotic's like, what did you say? So Snively comes back and says something like, oh, the, the, the Doom Machine needs more oil. He has yeah. these little moments of, like, rebellion, uh, eventually showing the plan that he had all along. Uh, it's his one, like, his, his backup plan <laughs> in case yeah. everything goes south. So I like that he had that a little bit of spine in the final right. episode. He, he's, like, this perfect level of passive aggressiveness. Yes. Where he's me. He... Yeah, <laughs> it me. Uh, but yeah, it's a uh, it's fun to kind of watch him, which is great because now we're kind of following. We're we're moving directly into sort of this LOL right uh, area, and and this is fun. Uh, I will say I know that I mentioned you know not being able to get Jaleel White out of my head now. Whenever I hear Sonic speak, right, wasn't a problem when I was a kid. It's a problem now as an adult, <laughs> which is fine. It's it's fine. I still love it. Yeah. There's nothing that's gonna get uh, nothing that's gonna deter me from this. I will say 
that we've talked and we've hinted and we've alluded at this, just the idea of how thirsty Sally can get. It is, it is weirdly horny. Like on the level of Fantastic Four or like maybe even Marvel's Iron Man, where you're just like, this <laughs> is a little, this is a little horny yeah. right now. What are we doing? What's what's actually happening? I wonder happening if Tony Stark ever went and got that passed out bikini chick that he left on the fire. Oh no, she's she was dead. She's, uh, yeah, she's she was, very dead. She was hundred percent. She was very dead. <laughs> this is not. Happening. But no, this show is weirdly horny, and like Sally is the, uh, I don't want to say aggressor, but she's the more like assertive of the two. She's always trying yeah. to like, you know, sidle up to Sonic, and she flashes yeah. the, you know, she bats her eyes, and she's always got that breathy voice, and she she you know she kisses him all the time. Um, She's kind of motherly or sisterly sometimes, too, with both Sonic and Tails. Her and Tails, mm-hmm. she kisses him on the nose, uh, which he calls his funny, the funny kiss. And that actually comes into play when there's an episode where she is kidnapped and imprisoned. And then Robotnik makes a, uh, a robot clone, essentially, of her and puts her mm. in her place. Um, or, like, swaps bodies, essentially. So it's like gotcha. they, they do a lot of stuff with that with, like, their relationships and stuff. But she keeps trying to go after Sonic and, like, get his attention. And he, for as heroic as he can be, he will run away from commitment just about as fast as any man out there. So it was like, okay, Sonic, you, sometimes you act like a child. And I don't know what's up. Yeah. So they do resolve it in this uh, finale, which was yeah. nice. It, but Yeah, it, it's funny because, like, we keep saying that, you know, Sally was the more assertive one and yeah. she was being a little bit thirsty. Good for her. Yeah. Like, good for her. Because this entire time, Sonic is, like, leading her on in weird ways where he's, like, trying to be real gentlemanly, where he's, like, kissing her on her hand, you know, like uh, like some weird faux romantic gesture like that where, you know, he's he's also somebody who's, like, giving hints and dropping hints every once in a while. And then finally Sally has these moments where she says, like, you know, hey, uh, if those power rings gave us that feeling, you know, with a high five, I wonder what it would be like with a kiss. And Sonic's and like, I gotta get it. out of here. He books it. Got a speed, keyed. And like, just got a juice. bolts. This, yeah, is what, a kids, this is what happens when you have a drug addiction. Like, that ruins everything else in your life. So even if you have a great, like, perfect relationship, drugs will ruin that. So don't juice. Yeah. There's a, there's an episode earlier on, too, where Sonic is like, uh, he's falling asleep uh, against the tree or whatever. And she's there. And in his asleep, he's talking. And he's like, you're so perfect. You're the you're the best thing for me. You're the only thing I ever need. I don't want anything in this world but you. And Sally starts, like, blushing. And then Sonic starts talking about a chili dog. So she gets, like, obviously, like, super upset <laughs> about it. But it's like they, they've done that throughout the entirety of this show's run. So the fact they finally get a kiss, even though it's all juiced up and amped up by the Power Stones at the end, uh, that was kind of nice that they at least had some closure to it. Yeah. yeah, no, I agree. And was Tails nice was weirdly just like watching from the corner uh, in the shadows. Yeah. It was really disturbing. What a, what a creeper. What a Love creep it. watching from what the knot hole. Joking. Yeah. But Antoine and Rotor, I think, were just like there looking at him like, hmm. Yeah, they're like up on stage with a bunch of fireworks. Yeah. And this kiss happens. And then like Antoine's like, oh. Yeah, it's just like awkwardly there. And like, I don't know what, yeah. why. Just move them off screen. <laughs> like, there's no keeps, reason for them Keep staring. Keep staring, champ. Now, you know what I think is slightly slightly thirstier than uh, Sonic and Sally? Yeah, what's up? Sonic and Nicole. Yeah. Why was that? <laughs> oh, we got into it in this episode, too. Why was that? There's, it's, almost, it's, it's almost worth going back to see how many opportunities just Nicole and Sonic get together by themselves because there are a couple, there are some definite lines. Did you write any of them down, Oh, Dan? I wrote down the first one that he says as soon as, like, That's Sally good. exits, gives him Nicole, and then Sonic is, like, beside himself with, like, glee, so happy to have her by himself. He says, uh, just me and you, babe. Now show me some pictures. <laughs> I've, I've lost it at that point. It was just, like, in today's context, like, Send oh, these. my God. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and then she, like, she yeah. responds. She doesn't keep her, what was weird was she doesn't keep her kind of, like, robotic persona. She says something to the effect of, like, whatever you say, Blue Streak, you're my main hedgehog or something like that. Like, she's super flirty back. So I don't know if that was because uh, Sally programmed her to be that way or if Nicole has this sort of, like, sentient AI that is also, like, in love with Sonic. I don't know. But it was real weird. I like it. Yeah. And we'll say a couple of the other things, you know, just in in kind of trying to understand this kiss situation. Dave and I have been talking about the idea that, like, really – Honestly, how old can Sonic be? It seems like Tails is a little bit younger. Yeah, He's definitely. maybe like preteen, like tween kind of area. Yeah, at most. Sonic Sonic is not supposed to be that much, much older in terms of this series. Like he's still relatively young. 
Sally seems a little bit more sophisticated and older. Now, granted, yes, majority of the time, women are much more sophisticated than men are, even at the same age. Yep. So they could be similar ages in terms of what they, you know, of how they were cast. Maybe that's what we were seeing in terms of like the age disparity that they had between them of not being able to really kind of reconcile this. Maybe, you know, Sally's a little bit older, you know, well, in that case, good for Sonic. And Sonic's a little bit younger. In that case, good for Sonic, you know, <laughs> good for Sally. Like, good for you know, these are all, yeah, good for both. And good for Nicole. Bring are... her in too. Like, I don't know what you're getting up to in the knot hole, but. Yeah, what... make this throttle. <laughs> what happens in the knot <laughs> exactly. hole stays in the knot hole. Yep. But. The moment that we're trying to figure this out, I, I had the question where I had to ask Dave. I was like, how long do hedgehogs actually live? Yeah. And the answer is only between two to five years. The answer's not great, gang. Not great, gang. So if you were like, oh, man, Sonic's probably much older than that. Hedgehogs live forever. They do not. No. They do not. Maybe on Planet uh, Mobius they do. I'll, I'll give them that. Yeah, sure. Anthropomorphic Maybe alien hedgehogs, it? yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Maybe they get a the few other, extra years. Yeah, right. They get a, just, just a handful. The other thing that was very funny to me is that as we were kind of going through this and trying to figure out how old a hedgehog lives, Google <laughs> posed a series of questions where one of them was just, are hedgehogs cuddly? And this is the best response. This is, if your definition of cuddling is hugging, then the answer would be no. It was like, that is direct and to the point. Thank you so much, Google. Thanks, Google. You're the number one search engine. This episode sponsored by Google. Oh, I wish. <laughs> yeah. Then we could actually oh, yeah. go back and like CG render both Sean and myself for this entire hour conversation. <laughs> Man, what a what a crazy what a waste of money crazy that thing to Google. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what a waste of money that would be. Just a bunch of potatoes with chiclet heads. But who want. knew that Sonic the Hedgehog back in 1993 would presage the arrival of like Siri, of Alexa, of handheld you know uh, supercomputers in your hand on iPhones or Android phones or whatever? Like I was like, terrorism actually yeah. kind of cool. Eh, that's good too. I'm still waiting for my Captain Planet and the Planeteers turn to eco-terrorism. I'm waiting for that, Warner Max. You heard it yeah. here first. Oof, get on it, Warner Max. Yeah, Warner Max. I don't even know. There's so many things that are, have just Max at the end of it, like Cinemax. I'm, I'm just confused at this point. Okay. I don't care. We'll sort it out. Any final thoughts about Sonic the Hedgehog, Dave? Uh, just that, you know, if you're interested in finding out more about Sonic because of the movie this weekend, definitely go back and check out, you know, the 27-year history of uh, these animated series. And... Uh, Start with this one because it's, yeah, for my money, it's the best. I agree. I agree. Well, let's get into our reviews for first time and returning listeners. We are going to say, you know, whether we recommend something, whether we don't recommend it. And if we don't recommend something, we're going to go one step further and we're going to give it the Who Framed Roger Rabbit style dip, which erases it from the annals of cartoon history. So we can tell you exactly why we liked something and that it is a good use of your time. And we can make that recommendation or we can say it's not. We can give you justification of why. We can also go that one step further. If we don't recommend it, dunk it. Give it the old dunkaroo, the old dipperoo. Get rid of that. So, Dave, for Sonic the Hedgehog, today's episode, how are you feeling about Sonic, buddy? Yeah, I already kind of gave it away, but uh, this, (laughs) for me, one of the better 90s series that still kind of holds up today. Good storytelling, really solid animation, voice work by a bunch of veterans. Um not that many episodes that uh, you feel like, oh boy, catching up on 65 of these is going to be a chore. Like two seasons, 26 episodes, pretty easily easily consumed. Yeah, go check this one out. Uh, definitely not going to dip it. Would like to see a return to this kind of storytelling for the franchise. They've gotten, uh, they've gone back and forth between kind of more comedic versus more actiony stuff over the years, and they really do kind of ping pong back and forth from one extreme to another. Uh, but I would love to see another Sonic series and maybe pick up as like a spiritual sequel to uh, Sonic the Hedgehog Sat-Am, the Saturday morning cartoons one. So that's what I say. What about you? I'm in the same boat. This is a, a recommend for me. I really enjoyed this. I remember watching this when I was younger. I think that this does a great job of kind of giving me that classic uh, Sonic the Hedgehog view of what I want with some interesting things about all the the terrorism and guerrilla warfare that you know you don't get from the video games. Right. So this is a this to me feels like the classic, almost definitive Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon. I super enjoyed getting back in and rewatching this. The theme song's just unbelievable on this. It it almost defies the odds how good it actually is. It breaks my brain in terms of how much I enjoy it. So I think it's definitely worth watching. Plus, guys, also. Jaleel White. Yeah. Jaleel White is yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog. How can you not like him? Respect He's been, your elders. Yeah. Classic voice of Sonic for so many games and cartoons that we have that are out there. Uh, I love seeing him in this series, so I think it's fantastic. 
So there you have it. Sonic the Hedgehog. It's worth your time. Go and check it out. Don't watch Sonic we, Underground. Don't do it. Don't do it. Or, you know, unless you had real nostalgic attachments to the adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Ooh. Also, uh, maybe, maybe go watch that. I don't know. That one depends. It's We've definitely it's a good cartoon. contrast. Contrast? It's definitely a good contrast. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's okay, Dave. Well, wrapping up, you heard him on today's episode, our friend Bobby Anthem. You can hear him on his paranormal podcast, Inhuman Experience, along with his co-host, Bobby Blades. You can check him out on Twitter at IEXP underscore podcast. And Bobby has a solo show called In Search of My Lost Soul, which is available in the same stream as Inhuman Experience. Go find Inhuman Experience and you get a bonus show, In Search of My Lost Soul by Bobby Anthem for free. All these are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, just about anywhere podcasts are found. Dave, what do you got going on? Uh, First of all, I am going to refer to Bobby as Dr. Bobotnik from now on, unless he orders me to see Synthesis, in which case I will immediately. I'm hoping for a text message after this episode. <laughs> Just immediate tweets. Yeah. Be like, please cease and desist. Cease and desist. Cease and desist. Signed, Dr. Bobotnik. Uh, <laughs> if you want to send me a cease and desist, you can find me over at Collider.com. Check me out on Twitter, <laughs> at DrClawMD. And if you're a reading type, you can check out my book, The Science of Breaking Bad, from MIT Press. Available literally everywhere, even on the planet Mobius. What's going on with you, bud? What's new? I do live improv comedy with a group that's called Knox. That's N-O-X exclamation point. We perform in Washington, D.C. for Washington Improv Theater. You can find tickets and times with dc.org. I also am always on Twitter and Instagram. Always. Help me not be on Twitter and Instagram. I'm there every once in a while. I think I'm just I'm looking for other people's messages, and then I just contribute on with like something that I think is fun. I don't know. I'm a lurker. That's it. That's all I got. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Sean Paul Ellis. And I'm also on an improvised podcast that is called The Bureau, which is out now uh, everywhere. I think it was actually just released over this past weekend uh, for everybody to, to give it a listen. You can check out The Bureau. Uh, guests of the show, such as Isabel Galbraith, as well as also Jamal Newman, have, are also on that show with me. The idea is that uh, we, are, we are members of the, uh, of the FBI, and we are recording a podcast in a break room. And so if you are at all interested in that, you can listen to this completely improvised podcast about the minutia of people working in the FBI. Should be a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. I'm on that show. So enjoy. Uh, Want to support us? Man, you are the nicest human being ever. You can go to our Patreon. You can go to our Patreon and you can search Saturday Morning Cartoons. It's also a link in any of our bios. You can find it there. Maybe also go and tell a friend. Tell a friend. Or if you're just like, you know what? I know that Apple, iTunes, and if I review them on there, that it'll help them out. Go do that. That's cool. We still don't know how that works. It's only been like, what, five plus years. We're working on figuring it out. Also, I feel like Apple is working on figuring it out too, but I digress. Want to slide into our DMs on Twitter? Perfect. At Morning Tunes. Remember, that's morning with a U. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook at Saturday Morning Cartoons. Drop us an old-fashioned email, saturdaymorningcartoons at gmail.com. You can find all these links on our link tree, which is in the bio for all of our social media sites. It looks like the one that if your parent was to click on it, they'd say, wait, is that spam? Am I clicking on spam? No, you're not. Don't worry about it. We got you covered. And as always, you can listen to us on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere. Find podcasts are sold. That's Sonic the Hedgehog. We've got two out of the five that we've now reviewed. I don't know if we're going to make nope. all five. I don't think we have nope. to. Uh, I feel like I want to send us off with like one of the classic sonic phrases like you know the like the got a speed keyed mm. it never made any sense to me i don't understand what a keyed is i know he's trying to say kid but oof. welcome to the knot hole yep oof. <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening and we'll talk to you next time see you next time gotta go fast gotta go fast knot hole hey everybody thanks a lot for listening to saturday morning cartoons Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to transform and roll out.